Are you tired of all the voices who say, focus on the bottom line numbers? Say whatever you have to, just close the sale. Just get the credit card. It doesn't matter what you deliver. You will never build a successful business until you grow a pair and stop caring so much. Here, we respectfully disagree. We give you permission to embrace who you are, how much you care, and encourage you to design a business that works for you and your clients. Welcome to The Art of Giving a Damn, the podcast that proves with every single episode that you can create a profitable business doing what you're passionate about and making a positive difference in the world. Now here's your host, Michelle Schaefer. Hey, welcome back to another episode of The Art of Giving a Damn. I am super excited for the interview that we are bringing you today with Miss Lisa Cherney. Lisa, welcome to the show. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. So I got to introduce you to people. For anyone who doesn't already know you, you have been mentoring millionaire entrepreneurs for what, like 20 years plus at this point. Yes, yeah. I can't even believe it. This is my 20th year, yeah. <laughs> that is awesome. You are the host of the groundbreaking confession-based Get and Real podcast and creator of the 10 GFR commandments. We got to talk about that for sure. In 2014, after 15 years in business and speaking on over 750 stages, that is amazing. You got real, dismantled your very successful seven-figure business as a juicy marketing expert, and you kind of rebuilt from the ground up. Uh, you learned that just because something is successful and people like it doesn't mean you have to keep doing it. That had to be a pretty freeing discovery. It was. I say that I, I didn't wait till I was 60 to just, you know, uh, not give a damn, as mm. to coin a phrase that's familiar to most <laughs> listeners. Yes. <laughs> I love that. So you knew you had a low tolerance for not being happy. You left a successful corporate career with companies like AT&T and Lipton, and you didn't wait in this case either until you were 30s, 40s, 50s to go, I'm out of here. You left at 28 and started doing the entrepreneurial thing. You know, your mission is to help soulful entrepreneurs to get real so they can get out of their own way, help more people, and make more money. Those are all great things. They are, and I'm super excited about the clarity of my mission at the moment. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's something that people really struggle with is finding that clarity. So let's start there. Talk us through where you started in business, because I know it was even before the Juicy Marketing Expert and how you landed on what you're focused on now. Well, I want to acknowledge that it has been a, a process of evolution. And I think when I talk about it, it kind of gives people permission to go, oh, great. It's okay if I don't like lock my brand in and freeze it and never change it. You know, it doesn't yes. say anything negative about me. I think when we are truly a mission driven or mission inspired and we are evolving, our, our mission is going to evolve. And so way back when in 1999, so I think I actually in my 21st year, um, way back in 1999, awesome. um, I launched a company called Conscious Marketing. Mm -hmm. And it was following a 10-year corporate career. And I was, you know, I was marketing and training. And I, I thought, okay, that's it. I'm going out on my own. I got laid off three times in two years. So I got the Whoa. message. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's tough. you know, yeah, it's, it's yeah. tough. And, uh, 
because um, I really, my mom had breast cancer when I was a junior in high school. And I feel, I always joked that there was a chip implanted that said, you know, life is short, too, too mm-hmm. short to compromise. And so mm-hmm. at age 28, I already knew like, I, my health is declining. I'm, I need to be, you know, I need to be able to take charge of, you know, who I work with and I need to create something on my own. I didn't even know. I, I had no entrepreneur bug. My dad like worked for AT&T for 30 years. Like I, wow, I just, okay. you know, jumped ship without really knowing what the heck I was going to do. <laughs> but I, I feel there was this compass inside that said, you know, I need more, I need freedom you know, mm-hmm. and uh, my husband, um, I was gonna say my husband at the time, who's still my husband. Um, okay. But at the time, he, he said, he was like, well, where's this, where's this dream coming from? I don't know. I didn't know anything that you had this dream to be have your own business. And I said, wow, <laughs> like this morning, it just came this to morning. me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I, I love that because I think so many people right now are in that situation, right? They've just been moved to work at home or maybe even laid off. They have no idea if there's any stability in their job. So it is like, okay, I woke up this morning. Let me do something different. I think that's great. I think it's true. Yes. I think there is a a massive reset opportunity is in front of many of us. So, so yeah, so I, that's what I did. I jumped ship and um, I, I decided to focus first on marketing. And so I was doing the done for you thing. And I was right. like writing people's, you know, website copy. At the time there was no social media y'all. So I just want to yeah. like, have you <laughs> really get present. Right. Like it wasn't even like everybody had to have a website or that, mm-hmm. you know, as soon as you came up with a company name, you check the URL. Like it wasn't like that. Yeah. And, and I was helping people that wanted to have a website. I would, I would write their copy for them, but here was the weird thing, Michelle, is I would write it for them mm-hmm. and they'd be all excited because it was done, but then they would read it. And I, I just have a million memories of people like looking down at the thing that I wrote and I would hand it to them and then looking up at me kind of like, really? And then they looked down at the thing. And what I realized there was this big disconnect between how I saw them right? And how I portrayed them, even though I interviewed them, it wasn't like I was making this stuff up, right? And then how they saw themselves. Mm. And the light bulb went up and this was before the secret was out. I would say the secret was still a secret. I didn't know anything (laughs) from law of attraction, but I knew that, hey, this person doesn't see themselves the way I see them. Mm. How are they going to be this, you know, marketing company that are, how are they going to be that person and actually attract those clients that, you know, I just knew that like, this was not, I was doing a disservice by doing it mm. for them. And so I, 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 that was when the conscious marketing workshop was born. I needed to help them get out of their head, into yeah. their heart, find those words, you know, find their authentic getting voice. So that's how this all began. And now I'm GFRing, which is not so far from that, but I was a long <laughs> journey of my own, mostly really my own journey right, of um, really being able to take a stand for this particular mission, which of course helps people be authentic in their marketing. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So what, what was the reaction when you first introduced the new brand? Tell us a little bit about that because it's, it's a very uh, provocative brand approach. I'm so glad you asked that because it is such a holographic story because you know, here I am helping people take a stand for being unapologetic and, you know, uh-huh. GFR commandment number three, I'll just jump right there. It's free about being normal, proper, polite. Yes. And, and, and so was I being impolite when mm-hmm. I put the F word in my, the name of my show, you know? <laughs> um, and some people might say I was, 
And I really got pushback, pushback mm-hmm. from colleagues, like people yeah. that I quote unquote looked yep. up to that, you know, had been in the industry forever, you know, all these, you know, fill in the blank of whoever listeners, whoever you kind of look up to imagine that person, you know, and even peers, you know, they're, I figured that they were, they felt like peers, but, but still I have like greater respect for them. And they're, I don't know, it kind of feels like you're trying too hard and you're really going to turn off people that you, that really maybe you're supposed to help. And it did have me take a step back, Michelle, but ultimately it had me take 10 more steps forward running in the direction that I knew really felt good to me, was congruent and authentic to me, felt fun to me. And I was like, F you all, I'm doing it anyway. And whoever gets turned off is really not supposed to be in my orbit. Yes. You know, what I love about that is the first time I saw you speak about the brand, I think it was a Steve Ulsher's event. You were on stage and I hadn't seen that transition yet. And when you got up and started talking about that, at first I was like, oh, oh, this is different. And, and then it like, for, for me and the audience, it clicked immediately. I was like, yeah, this is absolutely who you are. I love that you were brave enough to express that because I think there is such a tendency to get excited about something that we want to put out there that we feel like deep down, this is how I'm supposed to show up. And then we get all those voices in our heads from all of the colleagues, everybody else around us that's like, no, I don't think that's a smart move. You might alienate some people. And we forget, yeah, that's kind of the point is to call in your people and the rest of them would hate working with you anyway. Like the minute you get on a coaching call and you're yourself, they'll be like, wait, where did that come from? So it's, it's such an important thing. I love that you're modeling that for people of how to step into that and, and I, I love what you just said. You took one step back and then 10 steps running forward. That's fantastic. I never said that before, but that, that's, yeah, you know, I always get these, vi- these visions, you know, of how to portray things, you know, for whatever situation I'm in. And that's what it felt like. It was like, it definitely <sighs> took a step back and, and it was like, it, it was almost like, you know, a nine month birthing process or it's really 10 months, you know, it's a big, big big, big lie. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that you're preparing, right? You're preparing for that baby. And I felt like that was a rite of passage of having, having to walk through, um, other people's stuff. You know, that felt like, you know, I realized looking back, it was really necessary for me to really embody the mission more. That's interesting. I think there's, there's so many points in our businesses and in the journey of, of being an entrepreneur because it is the craziest personal growth journey you will ever go on Amen, that sister. we end up in all of these struggle points. And that's one of those conversations that I always have with people of not just what were your struggles, but do you feel like it's always part of the journey that you go through to get to where you're supposed to be? I would love your perspective on that. I wholeheartedly want to things. And, you know, even way back when I was just marketing, I would say I was talking about our business being our spiritual boot camp, And I had no idea what I was in for when I was saying that. <laughs> and the GFR commandments are, you know, they were, they're not just a, a cute thing that I, you know, came up with. Mm-hmm. So when I'm on podcasts, I have something for people to opt in for. What happened was, is that I was really in a place of reinvention or rebirthing. Mm-hmm. And I was really digging into, you know, I have been mentoring entrepreneurs, mission-based business owners, which is a unique yeah. breed unto ourselves, for yes. so long. <laughs> and I was like, 
how have I helped people? Like, what are the things that keep coming up? What are the themes? And before I knew it, I was like journaling and I was on a plane going somewhere, I remember. And before I knew it, there in the margins of my paper, there were 12 things. These were the 12 things that I kept saying over and over again that kept coming up over and over again. And I, and then I realized, well, I don't just want these 12 things, these comments, you know, I didn't know what they were at the time, but I want to help people inquire, right? Is this yours? Is this the one for you? So that's how the Mm -hmm. confessions questions came about. So this roadmap for getting real, it's a cute name and all that, but I want everyone to know that branding came later. The, Mm -hmm. The wisdom is tried and true for my 20 years of holding space for people that are on a mission and are shooting for, you know, certain Mm -hmm. level of impact and influence and income. You know, I I love the process that you went through to come to those, because I think that's why when you were speaking, it clicked for me. I'm like, oh yeah, this totally fits was because those were things that to some degree you were already living, you were already teaching those in your business from a slightly different perspective. Yeah. I mean, I remember when I downloaded that because it was right after you spoke, I downloaded that. I printed out a copy of it and I was looking at it going, why don't more people give us permission to do these things? Because it's some of it really is kind of the diametric opposite of a lot of marketing advice. Yes. My favorite one is know that sometimes stopping is the most lucrative action to take. Yeah. And we never and I, hear that. We always no. hear, just keep pushing, don't give up. But sometimes that is the wrong advice. It's so true. And then the confession question, so people can kind of get a, a feel for how these work, is for the, so that's number eight. And the confession question is, where do I need to pause or stop, but haven't because of fear? Yeah. So then it kind of puts it right in your face and you get to go, oh, okay, yeah. Where do I need to pause or stop and have yeah. it because of fear? Like what partner do I need to kick to the curb? What program is really not resonating with me anymore, even though everybody loves it and I've been doing it forever or what, you know, what's, yeah. what mess is in my garage or, you know, what are the <laughs> things, you know, that we just, yeah. we go unconscious and on autopilot and we tolerate, which is another commandment, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, well, and, and that's so true. I think there, there are so many things that fear keeps us from making the changes that deep down we know we're supposed to make, and we're just afraid to step out there and do them. And that's something that I think the, the best thing that helps me through it is watching other people be bold about that and just say, you know what, I don't want to regret this three months, six months, a year, five years from now, I'm going to change it right now. Because you stay in that spot with the fear, you're just going to regret it down the road. It's so true. It really, really is true. Yeah. I've, I've become sort of a, like a, a geek about confessions, which is so funny because <laughs> I'm Jewish and I know nothing from it from my upbringing, but just <laughs> like the idea of how, how do we, how are we unconscious? Like you said, mm-hmm. changes we know we need to make, but we're not making them. So where in us is the knowing and where is the denial or the repression or the, you know? And so um, I recently had something that came up that really had me go, oh my God, like, so um, my husband suggested that we make a change in our lives. And Mm -hmm. it was something that was like, it would be huge. Right. And, and so he was like, this is what the change I want to make. What do you think? And at first I was like, no, I'm not changing. You know, there was just this like, no, you know? And then when I really was quiet with it, Michelle, I realized that I actually had confessed to myself Mm. in a fleeting moment, like a thought didn't even land for like maybe a second that I wanted Mm. the same thing. 
Wow. And I was like, oh my gosh, I actually resonate with this. And mm-hmm. I could see why it's, I, I'll do it because he suggested it right now. But, but I could see how it was something that I already wanted, but I was too, you know, mm-hmm. I, it, it like, you know, I, it's like, if the confessions, I see them, they kind of float in mm-hmm. and they, and then they're there for a second. And then they just, you know, like, yeah. like the wind just whizzed it away. And, mm-hmm. and sometimes that happens multiple times. And then they, they finally stick around long enough for it to drop in. And then we mm-hmm. might journal it, you know, or we might tell a friend. And, but the, the very first step is when we have that thought driving in the car, in the shower, you know, washing the dishes where we're like, you know, I don't think this marriage is the one that's going to be the one for me for life, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever it is. And, and then we just, we just, it feels so overwhelming and there's so much excuses and reasons and, you know, things that come in that just buries it so quickly. So um, confessing is, it, I really believe now when we confess, even just to ourselves, it brings clarity. I don't, yeah. I don't quite, I mean, I have some theories as to why that happens, but I just, <laughs> it's like so apparent that when we, like one of my theories is just that, is that it just like cr- creates permission. Like you said, mm-hmm. there's this permission yeah. giving and then it, we can almost like we hear more of our intuition and the solutions that were not there a second ago are right. now there. There's something, you know, uh, head, heart, n- spiritualness that kind that happens yeah. with that. Absolutely. I think there's there's almost a magic that happens when you acknowledge what that thing you want or what that thing you're thinking is and you kind of allow it to become real for yourself in a way that then you can figure out, okay, if that is the truth for me, then what do I do next? And then those steps come. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I love now in the way that I, cause people ask me like, so the way that I choose to be in close mm-hmm. relationship with people and invest myself in them, it is when they are realizing mm-hmm. I love what I'm doing, but I hate how it's feeling. You know, like yeah. I, I, my mission, I feel like I'm still connected to my mission, but the way that I'm working is not working for me. The clients I don't totally love the offer yeah. isn't right. Like when they want to make a big change or even lots of little changes and it just feels like their template for this. It's when I love to step in and go, okay, let me show you your own wisdom, right? Let mm. me help you find your own truth. <laughs> you know, let me just like be the one to keep like flipping the camera, <laughs> You know, right. back to you. Yeah. And that's really where I feel like my highest calling and where the evolution of mentoring, I'm calling it unmentoring, is really called to be for many people now. That's a cool phrase. I haven't heard that one before. And I think that is there is something so powerful and valuable about having somebody else who can just kind of mirror back to you what it is that you're expressing in a way that it clicks in your own head. <laughs> what's next? Because that's right. a scary place to be. And I know so many entrepreneurs, it seems to happen for a lot of people somewhere between right around six figures and about 250K a year, where you love the mission, like you you still want your business, but you feel trapped inside it and all these things just aren't right. And there isn't really a roadmap for how to transition that back into something that you love. There is not a roadmap. Um, and that is where the GFR, you know, at its foundation is, is the roadmap. It's like, first, just sort of confess, right? Just get yeah. real about what doesn't feel good. Yeah. You know, like number yeah. commandment number two is let go of what doesn't feel good, which of course mm-hmm. is easier said than done. You know, and the confession question is what doesn't feel good or also, which it's kind of like, 
Yeah. It's so such a stupid, simple question, but it's so profound. It's so know? powerful, yeah, to actually get honest with yourself about the things that aren't feeling good in your life is a scary thing for most people. It really is. And that's, you know, what my show is about, the GFR podcast, is if you want some inspiration to show you that whatever struggle you're going through as a mission-driven entrepreneur actually is, has a purpose, listen to the show. And you will hear all (laughs) kinds of crazy things, you know, people recovering from bankruptcy and abuse and, you know, wanting not to live anymore and yeah. injuries and, you know, I mean, a jail, oh, I can go on and on and on and, and it'll have me be like, well, if they could do it, yes. <laughs> if they can live through that, you know, it has a purpose for them, then, then whatever I'm going through has this. Yeah. That, that's one of the things that I think is really cool about your podcast is they're kind of the stories behind the stories. Like you, you've interviewed so many people who we know the surface, right? We know their business. We know the success. And getting that perspective of, oh, wow, they went through all of that really does help you feel not, not just not alone in the struggles, but, but like you said, if they can get through that, I can get through this and find success on the other side. And I think that's one characteristic of really successful entrepreneurs is they go through all the same crap that everybody else does. They just respond to it differently. They just keep going and shifting, not just let me like dogmatically follow this path I laid out, but actually looking at what needs to change for me to move into the next version of me or the next evolution of my business. Absolutely. And now there is a time where there is no, there is no right way, right? There is no roadmap and we're all being invited to feel what feels good for us and you know and to 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 make changes and sometimes being them being forced upon us you know is is a way for us to um like maybe you've always wanted to work from home and now you really are working from home yeah (laughs) yeah there there are so many things like that happening right now that i keep telling people this is your chance to try that thing you've been playing with the idea of for years, like so many people, I was shocked when I sent out a a few things to my list and asked them, Hey, what are your questions right now? How many of them have kind of had either a hobby or an idea business for sometimes a decade, but never really got serious and focused on it. But now they're ready to get serious and focus on building. That's awesome. Yeah. That's great. It's, it's fantastic to see the possibilities of what really amazing things may come out of the challenges that we're going through right now. For sure. Yes. Well, as, as far as the commandments, you know, there's, and I encourage everybody listening or watching, go grab your copy of that. There'll be a link somewhere near this, or you can go to gfr.life and just scroll down on the page a little bit. You'll see it right there. You can get not just the commandments, but the questions that Lisa mentioned. Make sure you grab that because it'll really get you thinking differently. But one of them I wanted to ask you about is the fifth one, which is make yourself your most important client. Because I see so many entrepreneurs make this mistake of they're kind of bottom of the list. Their business is bottom of the list. So talk to me about that one for a minute. It's funny. I was just um, doing a video this morning about this one because I feel that this aspect of it is so relevant right now, Mm -hmm. which is us living our mission is productive, Right. Mm-hmm. So if you want to personalize it, say living my mission is productive. So at foundation, me GFRing is productive. It is going somewhere. It is doing something. You know, if you're a healer, you're help people with anxiety, you help people 
intimacy, you, you know, our parenting coach, you help people with their money, whatever, whatever it is with the, I feel like we are invited now to make ourselves a most important client, meaning do our own freaking work. Yeah. At a deeper, more authentic, more in your face, more GFR way than ever before. And if you're at a loss, you know, for sort of how, I think at any time if you're at a loss, but particularly now is, Mm. okay, how can I actually like do, live my work, do my work, whether it's like make your, making it, put yourself on your calendar. I am the client that is happening today. I'm going to go through my program or maybe you are feeling something that you don't have a solution well, you know what? It's time to create one for yourself so that you can then, <laughs> up, you know, then up level your, the way that you're mm-hmm. serving your clients. Gotcha. Uh, I, I love that because it's, we have more time now that we're kind of at home to actually look at some of that stuff. And I think there's an opportunity to step into leadership, not because we've been through this and we know exactly what's coming next, but because we have the tools and we have the resources and the processes to run on ourselves and show people how it works. Um, I think it's a huge opportunity. Um, it's, It's such an interesting time that we're in right now. It really is. It's, it's, we're going to look back on this, whatever, century from now. And, you know, my kid who is a freshman in high school, she's never going to forget her freshman year ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's definitely going to be one of those things that actually makes the history books. And what I'm curious is to see, especially for entrepreneurs, what's the chapter that we write next? Like what happens 30 days, 60 days, 90 days from now? Um, because I think, And part of it is getting real about where things are at so that we can figure out what is next, what makes sense. This is the perfect time to make a shift in our businesses, in our brand, in these other things. And we've got plenty of time right now to sit at home and think about what those questions are, what that shift is that we should make next. So I would love to know what what are the... Benefits is probably not the perfect word, but like, what are the results? What are the shifts that you've seen in your own business as you really like stepped out into being unapologetic about who you were and how you choose to show up? I feel like I've made a discovery, Michelle, uh, around Mm -hmm. imposter syndrome. Mm -hmm. And this is something that everyone, I don't, I, I honestly do not see anyone that's ever exempt from imposter syndrome and all the ways it shows up, fear of success, fear of failure, fear they're going to find me out. I don't Mm -hmm. want attention. Like there's so many ways that it shows up. And I, I feel like GFR is the solution. I feel like being unapologetic, being authentic, Mm -hmm. and it's a word that is so overused, but like being yourself, figuring out what that is, what you want to say, I call it your soapbox. Like what is your soapbox that you're (laughs) hiding, right? That you think is too much, or it's going to offend somebody. Like what, what is the real you? And when you put out that, the real you, the the soapbox, the mm-hmm. person, you know, you know, and the and the vulnerable person, when that is out there, mm-hmm. then I I feel this is my theory, Michelle, mm-hmm. is that then we don't worry about being seen and we don't worry mm-hmm. about attention and we don't worry that people are going to find us out because we're being ourselves. <laughs> right, and then right? nobody can really mean, question you when you are just showing up as you. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like I, I put out a video on my main Facebook page just this morning about how I'm struggling right now. Yeah. And I just felt like, you know what? The best thing I could freaking do right now is just live my mission and tell yeah. people I am struggling. 
Right. And, and, and so that, that's what I got, you know, and, and I did have a little like afterwards, like, oh my gosh, are they going to think that I'm like depressed and, you know, are people going to think still want to, you know, buy from, you know, and then I'm like, wow, look, this is what, this is what people are challenged with when they're worried about people think, you know, sometimes forget about what that feels like. And I'm like, no, I'm keeping the video up. I'm not editing when I work. It's just, this is me. This is, this is like this. And, Mm -hmm. and it is, it's funny because and ironic is it, it is unique and it is yeah. being a leader and it is standing out. And it, just because I was myself, it is by, as a natural byproduct, you know, going to um, represent, you know, my mission authentically. Yeah, absolutely. I think there is something really, really powerful in just being authentic and transparent about here's the struggle I'm going through. If you're going through this too, here's what I'm doing to get through it. We don't have to wait till we're on the other side of something to share it with people. If we have things that can help them, if they're going through it. Exactly. I totally agree. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I mean, I was sharing like I'm struggling and I was sharing what I, what I'm doing and how I'm trying to forgive myself and then some insights, but you know, it was just like, you know, I need to confess because <laughs> I need clarity. <laughs> <laughs> well, it does. That is how you get to clarity is by getting real about what's going on. If you don't do that, you, then you're trying to solve the wrong problem. We're trying to put the wrong solution in place. And that does not long-term work at all. <laughs> I totally yeah. agree. Yeah. Yeah. It, it really does come down to getting real with yourself about, you know, what's going on in the world around us, what's going on in our own businesses and what are we going to do? about that or based on that to move forward with it. So a couple of questions that I wanted to ask you first is on your podcast. So for people listening, clearly they're podcast fans. So great opportunity to send them over to your podcast to listen to it. What's the episode you would recommend a new listener start with? What's your favorite interview? Oh, I know that's a terrible (laughs) question. (laughs) Oh my gosh. No one's ever asked me that before. Let's see. Well, well, each of the episodes, the, the titles are the befores and afters, right? So yeah. it's like from betrayal and bankruptcy yeah. to bestseller or from, you know, from wayward teen to medical visionary from, mm-hmm. so I would, I, what I would suggest is you go to the show, you subscribe, get all the episodes and scroll because okay. the, the before is the thing that's going to resonate with you. Is it, yeah. is it before it was it from anorexic actress to, you know, video special. I can't even remember the afters in this moment, you know, you know, <laughs> what is the before, you know, from house yeah. prisoner to blah, 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 from, you know, from, from broken, depressed, you know, like whatever the from is that mm-hmm. resonates with you. I feel like just, just listen, don't even worry about who it is or anything like that's the one that's for you. Um, and, and, the, and this, this, I think it's number one or number two is who the F is Lisa Cherney. So if you want to learn more about me <laughs> and I'm like, I'm, it's like the anti-bio, it's like all of my, like, I'm lazy. It's like, it's like, <laughs> I call the GFR bio. So that one's fun too. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. Yeah. And you also had an episode, I forget which number it was, that was confessions and really things that you'd been through and how to forgive past mistakes that I thought was a really powerful episode. Yes. Yes. Every, I think there's like a half a dozen hour or so of that are me. And often they're based on the GFR commandment. So that was yeah. that GFR commandment uh, was about the past mistakes, which I love that one. Commandment number 11, embrace that you are not the same person you were when you made those mistakes and they yeah. will not repeat. Mm. And that confession question is what past mistakes are causing yourself now. Yeah. So yeah, that was uh, a few weeks ago. So yeah, you can look for um, 
the ones I think they're called Lisa's Confessions, and then there's different ones that are themed like that. Thank you. I see, I'm so cool. touched that you're a fan of the show. <laughs> <laughs> it's a fantastic podcast. You 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 go in a totally different direction than a lot of people do in the interviews, and to me, that's fascinating to hear those stories and those transition moments of when people, you know, got clear enough to make a change. Because that, that is true. We go through so many versions of ourselves. You know, I, I've, I've joked with my clients before, like I, they say, you know, become version 2.0. I'm like, I think I'm working on like version 27.0 right? at this point. <laughs> um, you know, we're, we're way past the alpha beta test <laughs> in the process. Uh, but it is something that you have to be present enough to let go of the previous versions and acknowledge that, you know, you did the best from where you were at. Sometimes we look back at our decisions and we really do judge ourselves for them because we're like, why did I do that? I would never do that now. But of course not. You know better now. You're going to make different decisions. And I think there's an element of that that's so important in moving forward in business, finding that ability to trust yourself now to make the best next decision for your business and for your life. And it's, it's a process for sure. For sure. Yeah. All right. So one question I ask everybody is uh, what keeps you inspired to do what you do in business? This, these conversations, you know, I Mm -hmm. know that my mission is to give permission to others is to be transparent and authentic um, as quickly as I can. And conversations like this just fill me up and keep me going. And uh, yeah, so that's, that's my real answer. <laughs> this, <Gotcha>. this. <laughs> that makes sense. And, and it's something that through being brave enough to get out there and share what your reality is, what you're doing in business, you really are giving so many people who are listening permission to at least consider making that change in their own business and really looking at how do I choose to show up? What really is true for me? And being willing to say, I'm not for everybody. Because that's a tough thing to come to come to grips with and be willing to say, I'm not for everybody. But if you're the right person, we can absolutely create amazing things working together. Yes, yes, absolutely. You know, that is one of the unmentoring milestones. And mm. on my website, the gfr.life, um, if you go forward slash unmentor, you'll see this 12 unmentoring milestones. If you go forward slash 12C, you'll get the 12 GFR commandments. I can't believe they're both 12. Was not part of my, <laughs> my apparently thing. Apparently 12 is your number. Apparently, apparently, <laughs> apparently. It's really, really interesting. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Well, we'll put links below or beside wherever you are watching or listening to this episode to those resources from Lisa. So you can make sure you go grab those. It really will help you to, especially right now, Step back, take a look at your business, at your life from a different perspective and see what's ready to change, what's ready to come out in a more powerful way for you. Lisa, thank you so much for being a guest on the podcast today. You're welcome. It was really an honor to be here with you, Michelle. Thank you. All right. For those of you watching and listening, be sure you stop by Lisa's website. You can find her podcast anywhere you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure you click like, subscribe, rate, review the show, and we will see you back again for another episode soon.